This is All About Home Construction. And here's your hosts, Terry Canelbeck and Randy Blake. That's right. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, Terry. Happy Saturday, man. Happy Saturday to you Woo. and everybody out there in Radio Land. Happy Spring Saturday, right? It is. Snowing. It was supposed to be in here last week on the <laughs> day of trout season. I don't know what happened. You know, it's it's just been this kind of year. Everything's everyone's lazy these days. You know, it got pushed back a little bit. Maybe uh, they were waiting on a COVID test or something. The snow was. I don't know. Well, they could have been. <laughs> Uh, but it, it's here. The April snow showers are in and about. So, uh, luckily, I don't think we have to worry too much about accumulation. You know, I woke up was was wondering like, what are we going to see, kind of thing. And um, my side, my my porch, and and going to the car was was solid white. That's about it. Car itself, maybe. The well, road, I just had seemed to be okay. A little on the car windshield, and that was it. Yeah, the car seemed to, to be okay, and uh, so that's always a good thing. And Snow's coming down like crazy, some big flakes, but just before we came on the air here in Boone. So that's pretty cool to see. Um, well, you know, I, I got to thinking about when I was driving in, the old timers used to tell us, as young as always plant snow or plant your seed in the last snow of the year. Yep. yep. You know, and uh, our temperature's supposed to really jump this next week. Yeah. So if this was a case then, it would beat it into the not right necessarily beat it in the ground, but it would already be starting it to yep. wet, be wet, so it could bust out of its husk a lot easier. Yep. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, as we look forward, I mean, even tomorrow is going to be windy, but uh, 56 degrees. And but as we start to go into Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, um, 70 degree weather and and sunny skies, and could get a little uh, little showers towards the end of the week. I don't know. You you get, you know that I don't put much stock into it when it gets three days out, but that's what it's looking like right now. Well, so it's 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 spring, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's not spring yet. The barn swallows hadn't come in. Well, they're, they're, <laughs> they're late too. So, <laughs> all about home construction here on WATA. Give us a call two six two one five six six seven, and uh, we'll get you on. We actually uh, had uh, Daniel call us just before the the show, Randy, and I went to put him back on hold and and accidentally hung up. So Daniel, if you're listening, I didn't mean to hang up on you. By all means, buddy, please call us back. We appreciate you. And I appreciate all of our listeners out there. and appreciate all of our listeners both in the radio on Saturday mornings here on WATA and, of course, on our podcast, All About Home Construction. We've had lots of people re-listening and listening to the podcast, and we appreciate that. Gotten some good feedback, Randy, I think, over the last uh, couple weeks especially. Yes, we have. Uh, so, it, so we it's doing a little better than I thought. Hey, it's fun, man. It's 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 uh, Well, what I like about it is you can go back and listen and, and, and catch what we Maybe what you missed or what you forgot. Well, you know, even my granddaughter said she listens to us. Nice, nice. Well, how, how, hello. How are you? <laughs> no, we do appreciate all that. And uh, so, but, but give us a call two six two one five six seven. So uh, some good, uh, you know, some 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 good comments about last week and and, and just some tips, Randy, the homeowner type tips. And uh, we thought we'd kind of continue on with some of those tips. Um, especially in the uh, the actual maintenance side of, of, of things. You know, last week we talked a lot about uh, just taking care of, cleaning, that kind of thing, and, and maybe a little more uh, maintenance stuff today. How about that? Well, yep. that's We were actually asked to do that. That's it. That's it. Well, before we get into that, uh, how, how's the work week been? You climbing uh, well, on scaffolding still? and Yeah, yep. I, I like to climb. Uh, we've nearly got her dried in. So two two sheets of plywood and the house is dried in. Nice. 
and we knew we were running out, but I just didn't want to. Takes about 30, 40 minutes to go back and forth to the <laughs> building supplies. So, and that's a good thing about the synthetic felt. See, it's four foot wide. Yeah. And we only so need two sheets, go. 33 inches. So we went ahead and felt it over it. Right, right. And, uh, you know, and it's like I told him, I said, let's not have an accident. Because, right. you know, back in 2006 and seven, we actually had two accidents where, through. where people had fell through roofs with chimney chases. And we're not having a chimney chase on this, but the point of it is, is right. You got to same same scenario where uh, they went ahead and covered over top of it, yeah. and actually both of them were uh, sons of contractors, mm-hmm. young sons. And you know when we did uh, uh, the habitat house uh, out in Green Valley, yep. when the home builders took on I that build, that yep. Uh, Troy actually fell down a stair chase, yep. and hit the uh, ground mm-hmm. or hit hit the concrete it actually knocked him out yeah so you know job safety is important sure and for everybody and it doesn't make any difference what age you are just don't ever take well, a chance th- that's what i think about you know in in days like this right you've got snow and and, and wind but the weather changes so much in this time of year. You know, I, I, we think about it because it's in the forefront on, on the winter days. You know, the cold, windy days in, in the winter. But you, you kind of get this spring fever, and it's like you, you sort of forget. You know, you, you just assume it's nice weather, and you can get caught up, out in it. And any kind of construction, uh, the wind to me is just uh, is just brutal on it. Because, you know. It is. You've, you've hauled, the, you know, you're talking about missing two sheets of plywood Think about hauling those two sheets of plywood out on the top of the roof and the wind's blowing, you know. Um, but just unloading them off the truck. It's cold and your hands are cold. You're going to slip. You're going to fall. You're going to drop something. Well, uh, it does get dangerous. And, you know, if I wouldn't have seen it with my own eyes when I was working in Georgia down there for the front, that company, right, Reese Construction, when I watched a guy get blowed off the roof with a sheet of plywood. Oh, yeah. And he was, and he was, we, he was coming off the second story of a house. And if he would have let go of it, he would have fell straight down. But believe it or not, the wind was so strong. It caught him. It caught him and let him, it, did, it let him down faster than you would have thought. Right. But it wasn't enough of a jar to hurt him when he hit the ground. It, it kind of broke the fall a little bit. And uh, so there you go. It does happen. And, you know, people working in all adverse types of weather. Because they got to try to get the house dried in. Right. I mean, we we've all been there. You know, we've all had those those deadlines we've had to meet. And th- this is the first house I've ever built that we've had under tarp. Yeah. From the time we started, and we've used a a pail of button caps just to keep the tarps on every day. Yeah. Because we have to roll them back. Yeah. But hook them back down, and uh, we tried tying them. And all the you know how tarps are the grommets get tore out of them. Mm-hmm. So you just roll them up in two before's and you nail the two before's now. Right. Well, cool. Tell you what, we'll take our our first break here. We'll uh, hear from hopefully uh, Daniel. Give us a call back two six two one five six seven. Randy, I got some more questions for you. We'll jump right back in right after this. Thanks for listening. That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. Give us a call two six two. One five six seven. Talk a little bit about house maintenance for you on a Saturday. A, a, a what? A snowy April Saturday? Well, it won't be today. How about that? All right. But there is one part of it you could do today. 
and that was one of them was changing your furnace air air that's filter. you know that that's a big one um and i know okay yeah it's springtime we're not gonna run the furnace any longer but you've got a lot of built-up dust that you need to first of all just get rid of and second of all a lot of the when i say furnace filters you know a lot of times a lot of houses uh, especially if you got a heat pump you're going to be running the air conditioner right so you still need to start changing those filters yeah, no more filter than filters cost. You really need to think about changing them monthly mm-hmm. instead of, you know, a winter cycle or a summer cycle. Right. And uh, especially if you have pets. Yep. You know, people don't really think about just that dander, that hair, hair, hair. And, yeah. Uh, well, see, I don't have to worry about it. I'm in an old house that don't have a regular furnace in it. So, right. You know, but if that was the case, being the way it was insulated in 1964, I'd have to change it every two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> It's dusty. Well, uh, that's the that's the thing. But you know, as we start to transition, though, like people will be turning air conditioners on, uh, so, so you always need to get those filters changed on the on the uh, on the on your HVAC. You know, say furnace, so just kind of lock lop it all together there, um, because it's, it's 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 kind of a big deal. So. And that's that's an easy one that a homeowner can do themselves. Mm-hmm. They don't have to hire anybody. Right. Right. But you know now if you you know you change your air filter, think about cleaning your out, outside unit, mm-hmm. you know your heat pump unit. Yep. But you'll have to have a professional clean it. Now, how often do you need to change those? Uh, or I'm not changed, but 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 maintenance. I'd clean them once a year. Okay. Uh, you know, th- they draw air through, or they push air out. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but you know they got the fan on top. Right. And. It doesn't make any difference either if it pulls or it pushes. It's still at some time going to get dust, maybe a few little sticks or leave yep. debris coming out of your gutter, coming out into the unit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they have to use pretty stout chemicals to get it to uh, clean up. Right. Sure. Okay. Uh, you know, one thing while we're talking about kind of air quality, those ceiling fans. Uh, you know, a lot of people have left those off since last fall. You know, early early in the fall and um even when you clean there, there's always a lot of dust that kind of traps on top of those it is uh but you know in the winter time you're supposed to reverse them well i agree but you know that, and that's to push the hot air around the window push it around yeah and uh just like your heat vents you know are underneath a window mm-hmm. that is the coldest part of your house right exactly yep um, you know, one thing too that, uh, and, and, I, and I thought this was an interesting t- uh, tip, and, it, and once I read it, it kind of made sense. Is you know, as we start to go into cleaning season, you know, spring cleaning, if you will, uh, turn those air conditioners on when you clean, and and the reason being is like it, it sucks in that dust, right? The returns suck in that dust. Now, yes, you got to change your filter out, but you're breathing that in, uh, and so, so it's a good way to kind of get that out. Uh, also, we you know maybe not today. This is not one you're going to do today. But uh, open those windows when it's finally you know next week when it gets to 70 degrees. Open the windows up. Get some of that fresh air in and out, uh, just to move through the house. Yep. Uh, you know it wouldn't hurt on these little cool days. Mm-hmm. Not like it is, but you know in certain parts of the state already pollen's been pretty heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So you know you might want to. Keep up with your local weatherman to see what the pollen is count is. Right, especially if you're allergic to pollen. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and I actually I was going off the mountain yesterday, uh, to and, and heading down towards Lenora, and it was just 
I, I was starting to notice the the buds and the and the green leaves starting to pop out on the trees as you start to go. Somewhere. Oh, especially maples and willows. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it, it's it's definitely getting to be that time of year. Uh, it's creeping its way up the mountain. Uh, well, speaking of pollen, though, what about plants? You know, a lot of people uh, use plants as, as sort of like a, an air filter, air purifier, if you will, in your house. Um, things like peace lilies, bamboos, uh, you know, just some of those uh, ficuses, just, just some of those house plants will actually help uh, filter some of the air in, in the house. Yes, and a lot of them, uh, like snake plant, mm-hmm. puts out a real high amount of oxygen. Right. So, you know, they're not blooming plants. So they're not going to produce pollen, right? But they are going to take in the carbon dioxide. Yep. yep. Well, and it, it it does. It it helps to purify some of that air. Uh, it does, and uh, a lot of people don't think about it. Yep. But your house plants are important. Cool stuff. Well, there's there's some good house quality, uh, air quality uh, home tips for you. So uh, give us a call two six two one five six seven. What do you want? I don't know. What do you, what do you want to do? Uh, windows or walls? Or would you rather jump into some insulation tips here? Whatever you want to do. All right. Well, how about some insulation tips? Because it's a little chilly outside, and uh, you know we we've talked about how the we have cold days like this that you can really kind of feel where those air leaks are with this. You know now now you've got the thermal camera in your line of work. You know where you can come in the house and you can. You can see where those cold spots are in the house, uh, in the walls. But days like this, you don't always need those cameras, right? You can kind of feel. And, and one of, and we, we've talked a lot in the last couple shows about windows and doors, and, and those are the obvious spots. But one of the next, I, I think the next biggest culprit of, of cold air leaks is that uh, insulation around the outlets. It is. And, you know, we went, uh, when I was a kid, we always used to stuff the insulation behind the outlets. Yep. And, you know, when we come into the, the green air, you know, around 2005 and six, which it made a lot of sense, they were trying to bring people up to understand that you split your insulation to go around your wires mm-hmm. or you cut and you cut around the boxes. Right. So you have so much. The, the, and I've actually seen insulation companies where they've cut around the boxes yep. and then come back and put duct tape to tighten it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you always have the debate, staple on the side or staple on the front, mm-hmm. you know, the insulation. Uh, right. It just, uh, as far as insulation, national standards, either one works. Okay. The only thing, uh, I feel like you get a better coverage by stapling on the front of your studs. Right. Because you get the full You're uh, feeling it, right. Of the of Not the cavity, whatever to staple within. Because whatever you compress, and that was the thing about older homes, is when you compress that insulation, you lose that R value. Yeah. You know. Well, and I, I've seen that where people go to staple, it, especially if you get sloppy. You know, you're you're not stapling it on the edge. You end up pushing it in an inch or two. Correct. To to to, to get the staple to hold. Yeah. And, and insulation only only is effective if it's covered on all six sides. Right. You know, and the worst thing you got is your attic insulation. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is if you don't put your baffles in, mm-hmm. then the natural convection of the roof during the wintertime, you know, even when it snows and then the snow starts to melt, the roof will, uh, convection on the roof will start yep. and start bringing 
moisture pulling that moisture and when that moisture comes through in the wintertime now it gets your insulation wet and yeah. drops your rv down because it's like a chimney in that aspect it just pulls that air correct and uh what we do is we take our scrap plywood sheeting half inch and we cut to fit the baffles and then we come in and foam it because we don't want we you got to have the air travel in your house you know through your ventilation but you don't want to travel through your insulation well and yeah and that that's the key right is to to keep that moisture out um, and, and and make sure that the insulation in the attic is adequate um, but but back to the outlets here what's your thoughts on a homeowner you know so there's already insulation in the house so we're not talking about new installation of insul- new installation of insulation <laughs> um you know so we're, we're talking about you know we, we walk up on a cold day like this we feel the air What's your thoughts of taking the cover off and 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 uh, spraying some some foam insulation? If you can, if you can get around the the paneling mm-hmm. or the drywall, that's fine. Do not spray through the box. That's that's the key, right? And uh, but you know when you get a lot of that air circulating through the receptacles and stuff, it could actually be because the insulation does not cross the top of the wall in the attic space so it's pulling down through the wall space correct most people don't uh nobody ever thought about cold air coming down from your attic space to your top plate in your wall because a lot of insulators used to not insulate over the top because of the wires okay well believe it or not there's a lot of cold air that's going to come down and again that chimney effect that pressure yeah that positive negative pressure pulling so you can actually go, you know, after it's been so many years, you know, it depends on the age of your house, what the R value of that time was. Yep. You know, you know, wasn't too many years ago the R value was only 19. Mm-hmm. And your floor was 19, your walls was uh, 15, your roof was 19. So you can actually get up in your attic. Instead of replacing your insulation, go ahead and get unfaced insulation and roll out on top of it. Ah, uh, nice. Okay. Now you can cover the top of that wall to help you. Uh, right keep the cold keep from coming in, in. Cool. now a lot of a lot of that air comes from corners and tees mm-hmm. you know and the reason for that is a lot of contractors never insulated their corners and tees right and you know uh i don't know about 10 years ago we started putting california corners in mm-hmm. and it's a hollow corner so you can insulate all the way back right into the corner so and you will still get some air leakage, yeah. you know, and, and that that was the whole idea of me buying a thermal camera was because after watching Buck's thermal camera, I mm-hmm. said, I got to get me one of them. Right, right. And that's that's to help you judge your own work. Cool. To make your house better. Right. Of course. I mean, that that's the ultimate goal, right? And uh, well, think about what we're going through right now with oil. Mm-hmm. If this continues and the prices yeah they don't yep. come down then it's going to be astronomical what people's going to cost to heat their houses in the wintertime right and there's no alternative and you know when we built will's house we built it total electric because that was the cheapest form of heat sure and air that we could get at the time well that's yeah no you're you make a good point there um well let's let's stick with those outlets maybe not with the insulation but and and this is coming from someone who has kids, right? Like my kids and, and kids these days have electronics. It kills me to watch my kids like jerk that that outlet, that cord out of an outlet. 
and that's rough on the outlet itself. Yes, it is. But now, now we have childproof outlets. Right. You know, it has a little cover that has a little more friction to right. it. So now you can actually yank it out and start yanking your cord and hurting it. Where right. it, it goes, the cord, the manufacturer of that computer product. Right. Whatever. Yeah. You know, we were all taught reach <clears throat> down and grab it. That that's the thing, and, and but I've seen and and especially you know walking into various houses like. You go to plug in, and it's uh that outlet's loose. Like you can feel that that outlet itself moving around in the box. You know. Well, now you're compounding it because most people don't realize that your house vibrates the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just can't hear the vibration of the electricity right. going through your house. Uh, you know, every year you'll see uh, watch Channel Three News or something in Charlotte where the woodpecker is yeah. pecking on the house. That's because the vibration of the wiring in the walls they think it's a bug right correct and if you don't believe it's true uh have you ever i mean being a being someone who who's you know raised animals and, and worked on a farm you ever ran an electric fence and uh, got it close to a, a bee's nest like a hornet's nest or something uh-uh. we had one years ago uh the the, the the um the the bees had worked into the building the side of the building and you know i, I come back around and put up a uh uh, I tried. It, it, long story short, is I couldn't get to the hornet's nest in the side of the building. I thought I thought I had gotten rid of it. And apparently, I didn't. So I run up, you know, run my electric my my fence, my electric fence line, and it's not on the building, you know, foot away, and uh, go to plug it in. And this is, you know, this is a couple week process. And the, at this point, the bees had what I thought had were gone, were not. The hornets had, had built back. And uh, when I turned that fence on the first time, went back outside like an hour later, and those things were swarming like you wouldn't believe. Hitting the fence. Hitting but the it wasn't fence. hurting them, see, because yep. there's no ground. Yep. But they, uh, but that, but just that electrical current, you know, a couple feet away from the building uh, w- was enough that they, it was stirring them up. They, they, they were going crazy over that pulse. Well, you know, uh, talking about fences, it's cattle. I don't know if they can smell it. Mm-hmm. But you know, I've watched cattle walk up to it. They'll never touch Don't it, but they'll, yeah, they get awful close. They'll get a couple yeah. inches from it, and they know whether it's on or off. Yeah, yeah. And so they could they could feel vibration of, yeah. of the uh, the pulse of the fence well, itself. If you if you get close enough, you can feel the static off of it. Now you, it's a fine line between getting getting close to feel the static. On the hairs, your your arm move and and, and touching it. That's and, all right. Uh, DC power hurts me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a quick break, and I got some more electrical questions when we get back. Right after this, thanks for listening to us. That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. Give us a call. 828-262-1567. We'd love to put you right on the air. Talking a little bit about some uh, just some maintenance tips around the house, and talking a little bit, Randy, uh, before the break uh, about electrical and electrical outlets. Let's move. Let, let's let's kind of stay with the electricity for just a moment, and that's to me that's the breaker box, right? We've all been into houses that the the outlets or the, or the the outlets and the you know, the, the breakers don't match up. The circuits just aren't, as far as labels, you know, you open it up. First of all, there may not be any labels. And second of all, when there is a label, they tend to just be some random labels. I mean, I've seen, I've seen some, you know, where it's, the label says it's, it's, it's your water pump and it's a 15 amp, you know, 
110 breaker. Like, <laughs> like so, so my point is, they're not always labeled correctly. And to me, that's one of the, that's a big safety issue. It is. And, uh, but you know, electricians, when they wire, they do pretty good. Because, right. You know, because they, when they pull their wire, they write in, write on it what it's for. Right. So they can put it on as they do. Yeah. Uh, but, you didn't see it much when you had a lot of bus fuses mm-hmm. or the glass ones. As a as an electrical contractor, you know, new installation, are you required to label? Yes. Okay. Just like we're supposed to take our insulation paper and put it on inside the panel box too. Okay. So it tells what what the R value of the house is. Okay. You're supposed to have one in the attic, one in the panel box. Okay. To show that this house is energy efficient. Got you. I, I was just curious, but you know, so, but that's one thing to me is take the time on your house. Especially if you're new to the house, or but if you've not done this, go take the time and it, it takes it takes you know it takes one of your kids. Grab a kid. I can loan one out. Have them you know stand around. Okay, plug something in an outlet. Well, you and, actually and, have a tool that you can okay, plug it in. I have a kid. Well, let them push the button. <laughs> you know they do have a cell phone. I know. Every, but, every kid's got a cell yeah, phone. But my, that's my point. Is is like there's easy ways to to check that outlet and, and see and, and and tie that back to your breaker. Uh, know what circuits are which and, and and make sure they're labeled properly. And um, especially if you go to uh, you know, and this is where I was going, Randy, with with the uh, with the original outlet question is as loose wires where they where the outlet's getting jerked and pulled. Uh, so, you know, maybe you need to, to, to go in and, and do some maintenance, you know, tighten those screws back up. Or maybe you're looking to change uh, an outlet out. You know, one thing I, I, I'm really a fan of, um, every, every we, again, we all have electronics some phones and stuff. Uh, I bought my parents, and I love this, and, and I'm a fan of it, and I want to – I would put them in there. If, it, if money was no cost, I'd put these in every outlet. And that is the, the outlets that have the, the you know, the, the built-in USB ch- ports. Yeah. I mean, I, they're expensive for what they are, but they're cool because uh, you don't have to have any kind of base to charge your, your phones or whatever. Correct. Um, but anyway, my point is, like, when you go to change something like that out, maybe you're changing an outlet out, maybe you got a new light that you want to put up, you need to know what that what breaker's which. And and that's just a, a safety thing. you know. And, uh, of course, you're always going to verify it before you start working, but just going down and knowing which breaker it is will will get you ahead of the game and being able to turn off the correct breaker. Um you know, maybe you've got something that's, uh, you know, heaters or something that, that doesn't trip a breaker, maybe, it was, but it's starting to get hot. You need to be able to quickly turn that off uh, if you need to. Yep. Uh, I will tell you how much that outlet cost that you just talked about. They were about. like, what, 30, 40 bucks? Well, 21 okay. so they've, they've come down. And uh, uh. then you have, uh, now that, that has a USB in that we use in our computer. Yeah. And then you have the USB that's round. Yeah. And the, what I, I I like the ones. I mean, so the my favorite and well, it's, I'm getting sidetracked. My favorite is the one that has the the two regular uh, plugins, regular outlets, and then on the each side has a USB. Yeah, that's what this yeah. is. Twenty twenty one uh, ninety five. But then you have the outlet with Type A and C USB. Yep. And that one is fifty six dollars. Yeah. And I don't charge uh, faster. Is that what it does? Depends on your phones, but yeah, um, I think it's cool. I mean, it's well, it's uh, it's expensive. I mean, I know a charger comes with your phone, but it, it's just nice to just. Plug but it, it right but in. is it practical? 
And the reason I say that is is because in the next five years, all the USBs will change. I don't know. Yeah, they will change. I, 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 you know how technology I is. I know. Technology's changed. I, I don't know. I still think it's cool. Because in, in some capacity, USB's been around for a long time. It would probably or, be, it would probably be a, a lot more practical with that receptacle than it is the little teeny chargers. Yeah. Yeah, and well, and if you notice on that receptacle that you're talking about now, it's about the size of a, a GFI now. Yeah, oh, it does. So it, it has it has yeah. the components to break it down into yeah. twelve volts. So. Yeah, yeah, it is bigger. I mean, it does, and um, I don't know. I just think they're cool, and and you know, now obviously I'm I'm joking when I say I would put it in every outlet, but I would I would have it around the bed. I'd have it around the you know the kitchen counter. Well, your uh, living room. Living room. Boy, my grandyoungers would like that, the way they burn up them candles. <laughs> uh, anyway, I digress a little bit. But uh, but no, for real, knowing which breaker's which is is a huge deal. But now, getting back to this loose receptacle, you need to take that receptacle out, and you need to check your wire hookups. Yep. All right? And the reason I say that is, is because now, if that receptacle's loose, and we've already talked about the wire vibrating mm-hmm. it doesn't take much to loosen those screws up yeah all right now it can become a fire hazard right it's gonna and arc and it, it yeah. can arc and it's you know we've talked about in the past where i pulled a receptacle out of my house and the whole box was full of dust yeah well if you've ever started a fire with dryer lint then you know how fast that outlet if it was to arc and sure. catch could go your house could go up yep that's it well, speaking of dryer lint, let's let's move on. What about cleaning out the dryers? And I'm not talking about you know cleaning out the the lint trap when you you know when you, when you put a new load in, uh, but I'm talking like actually taking the cover off and uh, you know getting down where where you know in I guess you would say the the actual bottom of the dryer uh, and and the and the, and the actual you know vent coming out. Well, you know how many houses you've been in that has still has the old white dryer pipe plastic pipe yeah you know they outlawed that i can't remember when they uh, we're not not even allowed to install it we can install aluminum flex but we don't we generally try to always put rigid in the rigid yeah and i and this is coming from someone who you know when i run my wood floor sander i have to pull out a a dryer to plug in you know a lot of times and because it the the outlet for two twenty is never in a convenient place. You know, it's always in the bottom or underneath. And, yeah. Um, I hate, I hate, hate, hate dryer vents because they they barely connect to dryers. You you know you go shoving, pulling, and pushing around, and, and they 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 come off the dryer or they come off where that that rigid goes. You know, or that that flex goes into it. I mean, it's just. It, more times than not, it's just a pain, and you can't reach anything. And, and uh, but I wonder, and, and I've thought this before, like how many times, you know, when when you go to close your or push your your dryer back in, you get everything connected, it looks good, it works, okay. You go to push it in, and it loosens up, and now you've got you, you may not even realize it, but now you've got a little gap, a little hole yep. in the vent, and over time that starts to build up. If you don't believe me. Go look behind your dryer and see how much lint you have behind the dryer. Well, sometimes a lot, sometimes none. I mean, you know, my it's... daughter, uh, she called and she said, "Daddy, my dry- dryer's not heating good. Mm-hmm. Or it's taking forever to get yep. my clothes dry." Yep. And I said, "You probably got a blockage." And uh, 
I'm proud of her. She took it out, pulled it out. Yep. She took it apart and showed me the amount of lint that was in the bottom of it. And that's what she had was she had the flex line. Yep. And when they pushed it back, it pinches it or pinched it. Yep. And when it pinched it, it wasn't allowed out. And so she was lucky there right. that she discovered it. It might have went on for a long time. Might not ever start a fire, but the amount of electricity that was used just yeah. was getting tremendous yeah. because of the fr- friction of yep. the, the dust. Yep. So that's the thing. I mean, just keep that clean. Like I said, uh, you can take the cover off. Uh, uh, most of them have a little panel at the top. I mean, the bottom or the side. That's just a couple screws you pull off, and you can see down in there, uh, and, and just just the lint. Uh, and again, just just pulling it out and. Obviously, unplugging it, but pulling it out and looking at the back and making sure, you know, that lint there, that lint uh, vent, I guess you call it, uh, is not clogged up. Yep. And so, cool. Cool. So. And do not use plastic flex. Don't do it. No. Use aluminum. Don't do it. And try to limit your uh, runs. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, as a rule of thumb, for every 90 degree elbow you put in something like that it loses 20 percent of its volume yeah yeah so first off you come straight in try to come straight into the wall then you know somewhere in that wall you got to go either 90 up or 90 down right yeah and so you know uh and make make it lean downhill so it blows the dust out yeah well, okay, so we, we, we talked about the risk of fire. Uh, what about fire extinguishers in a home? I have no problem with that. Uh, and I think every kitchen should have one. Yeah. And I think every kid should be taught how to use one. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's just, it might not ever happen, but just like on my workbench downstairs, I have one sitting right there on uh, hooked on the corner right, right. there. And that that's one thing you know you you mentioned the kitchen we've i, I always uh, from growing up and, and now in, in my own you know home like we always have one close by and, and in fact it's it's the um for in my particular cases it's the it's the closest cabinet to the stove you know that's just where i keep it um you, you open it up and it, it's it's never shoved to the back i always make sure it's in the front um you know it, in fact it it falls out quite frequently because it's you know it's right there but i do that because i, I know that i can open it up and there and, and you know and within seconds open the door grab it and pull it out well you know this uh last weekend after the radio show i was watching american test kitchen and they were they actually did a segment on fire extinguishers in your kitchen mm-hmm. and it still always comes back to the fire extinguisher that we grew up with yeah you know the little two pound yeah yeah and uh because a lot of the new stuff they got out there that they're selling sounds good, looks good, but it doesn't work good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now that we're in the kitchen, we're talking about fires. Make sure you hood vent. Take your hood vents out. Yeah, that's a big one. Okay. Don't put them in your dishwasher till you pre-soak them in a sink. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll get loosen the, that up. Loosen the grease up. Yeah. And because, uh, you know, last week we got talking about dishwashers. And the detergent in your dishwasher is water activated. Mm-hmm. It's not like dishwashing detergent you wash, wash your dishes in. Right. And uh, and that is actually an acid base okay. cleaner. And uh, my wife gets mad at me 
because I clean gun parts in it, dishwasher. Yeah. Okay. And the reason I clean gun parts in it is because the acid does not leave a film on the parts, and when it dries, it dries clear without any residue, and it don't rust. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> now, I know that sounds a little weird. So Randy runs his guns through the dishwasher. Yep, and uh, gun parts. Oh. <laughs> Not the whole gun. You have to take it down. And, no, that's cool. That's cool. But getting back to the, the hood, you know, a lot of people got microwave hood, mm-hmm. hood vents. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if you don't clean that and it goes all the way up, you know, you do have a flap in there. For, the flap does two things. It closes to keep the air from coming yep. back down. You should actually have a flap on your roof, too. Yeah. But with that uh, vent line running out of your microwave or regular hood fan goes through your attic, you actually need to insulate that pipe. Again, uh, condensation. And, 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 and yeah. Correct. And just the cold air leaching back through. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, we had a discussion this last week with uh, – uh, just yesterday, not last week is uh the sewer lines we building this this house we're building is is built on piers mm-hmm. all right and that's why i was telling him i said you know you got to run that line 17 feet and that's a three and a half inch or a three inch drain line and in 17 feet it's got to fall four and a half inches you're not keeping it in a two by ten floor system and he said well okay well i said well, in the wintertime, when you flush the toilet, that's water temperature of the house. Yeah. That water would be about 70 degrees at, coming out of the tank. Mm-hmm. All right. So when it goes through the sewer line underneath the house, it's actually going to draw that cold air back out of that septic tank yeah. and bring it back through the stack and come all the way through your house. And I said, we learned that we had to insulate the soil stack lines in the house because the condensation of the heat of the house on the inside. Right. I mean, Boom. that's just small science there, but right. we're trying trying to uh, keep condensation out of the house. Definitely. Just like tubs today. We have to insulate, and then we have to put a cover over it so we stop the mold behind the, the, the tub. Right. Take another break. We'll be right back right after this. That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. Give us a call, 262-1567. We'd love to get your questions on. And, uh, Randy, we had a caller during the uh, break there, and she was wondering about uh, we, where we had mentioned fire extinguishers. Uh, so she has some older fire extinguishers. Um, of course, we all know that if you look on the fire extinguisher, uh, they have the little gauge, and it lets you know if you need, you know, the, kind of the pressure, I guess. And, and Yeah. Good or bad. Um, good, bad. It's usually a little green line and red lines and that kind of thing. Uh, but but she was noticing that some of the old ones uh, were not you know in the green. And so the the question is, what what do you do? Is it, is it one of those like you dispose of those and you buy new, or can you recharge those? Well, you you, you should be able to recharge them. Uh, and the it's not that costly. Uh, we used to get Boone Renall to do ours because we always, on the construction job, we keep 20-pounders. Mm-hmm. And we've never had to use one, which that's very fortunate, but they do go bad. So they have to discharge them, and then right. they recharge them. Yeah. And uh, I just I, I just think they're an important part of your house. 
And, it, you know, any, your kitchen's important, your garage is important, or just if you have a little workshop like I do downstairs. Right. You know, and because when you have a little workshop, you're always pushing the envelope to do more. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Well, and so the key is, and, and she was spot on in that she, you know, she knew that they, that, you know, she she kept up with them. She looked at them and looked into them. Um, and, and so the, the key is to, to to keep an eye on those, make sure the pressure is good. Um, but you can, you can, you can refill. And, and I say that blanket rule. I mean, I, I'm sure there's some out there that are not, but, but as a blanket rule, especially the older ones, uh, that you should be able to take them places. Like you said, uh, to Boone Renault, uh, and, and get them recharged. And, um, I know there's, there's companies that, that do that in Boone. I don't know what, as far as on the commercial side of things, um, I, you, you see them out and about around, you know, doing their inspections and stuff all the time. I don't know if they, if they do residential. That's a good question. Uh, I can reach out. Well, the uh, residential should be similar to a commercial. Right. You know, it's 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 the size of them. Yeah. But, golly, I, I hadn't bought none in a long well, time because, like I say, we refill them. Yep. We I've, keep one exactly. in the, the vehicles. Yep. And I, I've got a friend. I'll, I'll reach out uh, and, and and see about that, uh, you know, the, what it takes to get them refilled uh, for the next show. Well, Randy, we got just a few more minutes here, and, and Daniel called at the original uh, beginning of the show, and I accidentally hung up to, to him. So, Daniel, I'm sorry, I hit the wrong button. Uh, please forgive me. But his his question, Randy, was uh, about attic fans, and um, so what's your thoughts? First of all, should every house have an attic fan? No, not necessarily. Uh, attic fans are used now. There's two types of attic fan. Okay, you can put an attic fan in your ceiling of your house. And that is to cool your house down to draw the air through. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, that attic fan right there, I've never been a big fan of. And right. the reason for that is because it takes a lot of, of power to turn that fan because some of them we put in are three by three. Yep. So, I mean, that's a pretty hefty fan. Mm-hmm. And, but then, you know, we've, we've seen the turbines on top of roofs. Yep. That's a type of attic fan. That's an attic fan that doesn't cost any money to run. Okay. Uses just the heat pressure. Uh, the, the wind. The wind. Wind turns it. And uh, uh, then you have the attic fans that are electric that has a humidistat on it. Right. Or even a temperature gauge on it. And the whole idea of the attic fans is to keep your house cooler. Mm-hmm. All right. To shed the heat from the roof. Sure. And which most time when you have to have an attic fan installed, that means your insulation is not installed correctly. Okay. All right. Now you could ins- they could have put the insulation in and clogged up the the soffit vent holes, not right. the soffit vent holes, but between the rafter spacing. You know, uh, if you got two by six rafters, you you probably got about three and a half inches. Right. You know, of space for insulation. R nineteen to fill that up pretty fast. Two by twelve. You know, uh, nine-inch insulation would go all the way to outside your wall and still leave you an air gap. Right. How, I guess they're rated for size. Is that is that like square footage of the house, or is that square footage of the attic? Square footage of attic space. So you want to get something rated for the square footage that you have. Correct. And uh, not necessarily, like I said, I don't know if you really want to put them in or not without doing a little investigative work. Because, okay. you know, codes has addressed roofs breathing right homes breathing okay and that's you know it used to be that you know every every 10 foot we used to have a little square vent in the soffit mm-hmm. then it come down we put the little two inch pop in vents in and then we have continuous vents 
that we run that made out of aluminum. But you, to make those work, you have you cannot stop up your rafter system as it comes on top of your right. wall. And it, th- then you have to, then you have to have a vent, do continuous vents along your ridge cap. Right. And then and we only got about a minute left here. But is is a whole house fan necessarily the same as an attic fan? No, it's not. Okay. A whole house fan is made to draw the heat out of a whole house. Okay. All right. And, and then it'll draw air out of every window that you have open. And we've talked before about looking at houses and window placement in a house to allow air to travel through it. Right. You know, where the prevalent winds, like oh, the uh, the Calwan's house is on the river over there, and she wanted to take this wind out. I said, don't take that one out. Yeah. And it takes it about 45 minutes, but eventually that wind will push all the way out of the basement and come out the third floor. That's cool. That's cool. Well, I hope that answered Daniel's question. Uh, if not, uh, feel free to message us through the week. Yep. Don't forget about the podcast. You can go back and listen to some of these. Uh, share this with a friend uh, wherever you get podcasts. If you don't know anything about podcasts, uh, we put it up on Facebook. I, I can share again how to how to find it pretty easy. Uh, check us out next week. All about home construction here in WATA. We'll be back. and It's fun stuff. And again, shoot us a message and uh, we'll, we'll answer your questions. That's what we're here for. Randy, it's been fun, man. Stay warm, stay dry. Uh, I was going to say shovel the snow, but I don't think we've got that much. I think we'll be all right. (laughs) We'll be fine. We'll see you next week, man. See you later. All right, bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast all about home construction. Our show airs live on WATA Radio in Boone, North Carolina, every Saturday morning. Check out our Facebook page, All About Home Construction. Leave your tips and comments there. Also, subscribe, like, and share this with a friend.